All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an extraordinary guest, singer, songwriter, Hendrix. Welcome to the show. Hey. Glad to have you. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell our audience who you are. What do you do? How'd you get started? Okay. Well, I I am Hendrix, um, and I'm a singer. Um, I also am a songwriter. I also dabble in acting as well. Um, how did I get started? Ooh, ooh. Um, you know, most great singers start in the church. So, you know, that's kind of my same background. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm a great singer or whatever, but you know, like mm -hmm. I started in church and um, from there, I just kind of just, just developed this love and passion for it. And I did like a lot of high school talent shows and stuff. And then when I got out of school, um, I started doing background for different artists and um, doing work with bands, like mm -hmm. cover bands and stuff like that. And just kind of walked into my own lane. So, That's good. Yeah. So now it's just Hendrix. So now it's just Hendrix. Yep. Hendrix, no Jimmy. I had to find out what that was at first. <laughs> it didn't hit me at first. And I read that. I was like, Hendrix, no Jimmy. Hendrix, no Jimmy. Oh, Hendrix, no Jimmy. No Jimmy Hendrix. Right. Ah, I get it. I, it yeah. Because every time, like, someone's like, oh, your name is Hendrix. Like, Jimmy Hendrix? It's like, no. <laughs> no, because it's not spelled the same. You know, right. like, so that's how I came up with that. It's like, no, Jimmy. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. But, but it's, much it's, respect to Hendrix. Much respect Jimmy, to Jimmy. Jimmy Hendrix. But Jimmy. absolutely, it's, it's catchy so people can remember. Right. It's Hendrix, no Jimmy. Right. So going back to growing up in the church. Right. And so you, you sing in the choir. Um, and then through that, from when I, my research, your choir director kind of put you front and center. He did. Right. He did. He did. Oh, okay. So, doing so, some research. so put you front and center, um, and that kind of fueled your passion for for music. Right. Yeah. Because um, like it was my grandma put um, and actually God rest her soul. I just lost her this year, but mm -hmm. my so grandmother feels. would put, um, thank you, me and my little cousin. Well, we're like the same age, but she's a little younger than me. Mm -hmm. She would put us both in the choir. And so we were both, you know, being the choir singing, but at some point I got pushed forward to, you know, do the, you know, solos mm -hmm. and my cousin never did. So I was like, okay, I, I could probably, I might have something here, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how that happened. That's good. Yeah. So you opened up for Ooh. some local acts. Well, not I wouldn't say they're local acts because I don't think Carl Thomas is, is a no, local Carl, act, right? No, Carl is not he's local. not. He's not local. <laughs> I've opened up for Carl Thomas. I've opened up for Case. Um, I've opened up for RL. Um, so you know your your R and B crooners. You know mm -hmm. I've been around them. Yeah. So talk about that experience. Yeah. As far as working with RL, working with Case, working with Carl Thomas, mm -hmm. and just your experience and relationship to performing with them and opening up for them, and uh, just that whole side that people really don't get a chance to see. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> Carl Thomas was actually like one of my first gigs, like outside of high school or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it was at the um, Brunner Brothers Hair Show, okay. and he I was you know opening up for him I had the opportunity to do that and 
I just remember like, well, first of all, he was a little late. <laughs> and so <clears throat> they were like, you got to stall, keep singing, keep singing. So <laughs> I remember being like, I was like 18 and I was like, okay, you know, and I was so mm -hmm. nervous. But um, when he got on stage, it was like something incredible to mm -hmm. see. Like, it was just like the way he commanded the audience, his voice, it was just it was it was awesome and I was mm -hmm. just there in awe, you know, and I did get to chop it up with him a little bit. Um sure. and and apparently I did a good job too that day because people were asking me to take pictures and stuff. So, you know, it Bravo. was a cool experience. Um and then fast forward to more recently, um, when I did RL and Case, <clears throat> we actually had like this was at like a amphitheater in um, North Carolina, mm -hmm. shout out to them. They they show me major love, Alan Riley, um, Charlotte. So we were out there, and something happened with the speaker. <clears throat> so something happened with the speaker after my performance. So it was like a little delay, and RL was like always teasing me. He's like, "Yeah, you seen blowing down the house, <laughs> you know, you know, blowing out the speakers and stuff." But he was really, really great, and he was like, you know. Um, he checked out the show mm -hmm. and he loved what I was doing. He was like, I'm going to be trying to open up for you soon. Like, you, you know, that. you're it. So that was pretty cool. Look at that. Yeah. So, it was really so cool. how does a person even prepare for that? Oh, um, that was weeks and weeks of preparation. Um, I was with, um, I had my two background singers at the time. So it was just me and my um, singers. Um, shout out to them. They were awesome. Um, but we were just like, mm. you know, kind of like in boot camp mm -hmm. type of mode because that was my first like big thing, um, like as far as like a tour setting kind of thing. Okay. So that was pretty big for me. So I was like, yeah, I got to make sure this is tight. So we would rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Um, and yeah, until it was time to go. That's right. So, so, so that's the physical side, right? Doing all the rehearsing and the practicing and making sure the songs are tight. But what, yeah. what about the mental perspective? Um, mentally, it was just a thing where... <laughs> it, it was nerve-wracking. Mm. I remember being, like, extremely nervous. But I'm always nervous. But this one in particular, I was really nervous. So, because um, it was a bigger audience mm -hmm. for me. So, I was really nervous, but... When I don't know, it's just different. So like you have all of this building up, but then when you get out there, it's like it all goes away. Ah, it all goes away. I don't know. I'm, I'm. Well, we won't get into that. Stuff, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it, well, for me, it did. Like it went away, and I just was up there, just having a good time a good and time. feeding off their energy, and mm. you know, doing my thing. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good because I know that it can be tough performing in front of a large audience mm -hmm. and especially if you've never done it before mm -hmm. and then having to deal with performance anxiety and nerves and all those different things to get to get ready to put on the best performance that you can because there are people watching right right you know you, you said rl he he checked out the show yeah and he can be like okay yeah that's the next thing like we getting ready to figure out how we can sign her right to have her join our team and it's kind of there's a lot of different things at play that I don't know if everybody considers when they are putting on that type of show. Yeah, and I would think it would be um, actually 
you know, a disservice to them if they didn't consider mm. that. Like, because why aren't you thinking of that? Why aren't you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you doing this? I think most because most people just want the money. So they figure out, okay, I can just go out here and act crazy or do whatever I do, and I'm going to get some money. But I don't think they consider the longevity. Yeah. And, you know, I've noticed that, but that's not it. That's not how I think. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's not a common thing. Like, I would never think that because Mm -hmm. I'm not there with it. Like, I'm doing this because I genuinely love to do it. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while before I could start making money to do it. Mm -hmm. So it had to have been something that I really was passionate about. So, yeah, no. Mm. Mm. So what fueled you through that process until you started making money? Um, It was really, like, just uh, the love of it. And, And really for me, and I tell people all the time, like, I love how it makes people feel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like I was seeing, I had to like, I'm designated to sing happy birthday to all my family members. Like, they're like, ah, you know, where's my birthday song, you know? So, but, and I was singing to other people too, mm-hmm. and they would cry. Wow. Like people would legit cry. And I was like, is that serious? You know, but music mm-hmm. is, is such a beautiful thing, how it moves you and touches you and, and for me to have that power to be blessed with that gift to do that to mm-hmm. someone, that's an awesome thing. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to share it because this is what I feel like I'm here to do. That's good. Because um, now all singers are super confident. They're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. Um, they're super nervous and scared. And so they don't fulfill that particular passion to, mm-hmm. to do it. So it's good to hear that you do it freely and openly and say, this is who I am and this is what I'm here to do. Right. Yep. Now, it does get annoying. When, because everybody asks you all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now that gets a little annoying, <laughs> and they think you're like a jukebox or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know this song? Do you, you know this song? No, I don't, yeah. Except I don't get the money. They just be like requesting. Yeah, I don't get the quarter. Right. I just get the you know press play. So, mm-hmm. but you know that's only like family and friends and that's stuff. Right. So, so where do you see your career taking you? Who? Um, internationally internationally sorry um like i'm just trying to get everywhere in everyone's mm. face um i already like moving numbers in japan actually well, well my well. single no good thank you so like i'm trying to be everywhere and here's the thing though about me mm. like i'm not trying to be beyonce rihanna or anybody like that i just want to be the best version of hendrix i can, can be. be you know sure. and honestly i would love it if i could just go down to the mall or whatever and just chill and no one even know mm. that that's Hendrix over there. You know, like I want to be low key popping. You want to be low, you want to be low key popping. Low key popping. <laughs> low key popping. <Right. laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, God, whatever he has planned for me, I'm here for that, you mm. know, but I'm not like aiming to be like super famous. I just want to be able to, you know, be comfortable and make a living doing what I love to do and touching people. So that's what what I'm doing. So whatever that looks like, that's what I'm here for. Oh, that's good. I'm sure there's going to be much success that's coming your way. (laughs) Thank you. So you're here in Atlanta. Yes. And there's a ton of artists, rappers, and especially R&B singers here Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. So what are some of the challenges that you've experienced in, in dealing with such a plethora of other artists here as well um it's been like the rappers 
<laughs> like, and no, no shade, but it's really annoying only because, um, like, it's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Now, they go hard. Rappers, like, it's so many rappers and they go so hard. So it's kind of like, like, I would be doing a showcase and it would be like 10 rappers, two singers, mm-hmm. you know? So it kind of works in my favor sometimes for that. Because it's like, you know, they tired of hearing all the rap, and then when they do hear someone sing, they're like, ooh. Yes. You know, but at the same time, um, with dealing with promoters and dealing with, like, different club venues and stuff, Mm -hmm. it's a little um, annoying because everybody's somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if they're... If they're constantly dealing with these rappers that are mm-hmm. maybe not that good sometimes, by the time they get to you, they're like, uh, whatever, you know? <laughs> so that's the only reason right. why it's annoying. But, I mean, you know, you make it work. You make it work. Yeah, you make it work. You gotta work. make it work. Yeah, everyone right. has their own lane and their own journey that they have to go through. So this is mine, apparently. Mm. Making it work. That's cool. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So talk about your process. How do you really sit down and and craft music and think about how you want to put this music out? Um, it's 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 all about um, inspiration for me. Okay. So like, and it comes to me in different ways, like in different times. Like, mm-hmm. um, I have an EP that I'm putting out this summer, and the whole theme of it was entitled Reminisce. And the whole theme of it is just like things that you remembered growing up or things Mm. that I remembered growing up. Mm -hmm. So, and I was just inspired by, by, first of all, the music. I love 90s music. Like, it's like my favorite music ever. That is one of the best music eras. Yes, I agree. It's 90s. Yeah, I agree. So, like, um, it started with me um, doing my single, which is out right now, Untitled Real. And it's heavily heavily sampled by a Tony Braxton song. Mm. I love Tony. She's like, I want to be her so bad. She's amazing to me. So, so I was like, okay, I like this vibe. And then I was working with this producer, um, Taylor Made. He's really mm-hmm. dope. Yeah. Yep. And he um sent me this track. And it's it also has like that 90s vibe. Mm. I was like, okay, so mm-hmm. let's do a whole project off this whole concept. Like, I really like this music. Um, and just putting a newer twist on it, I want to keep that going. So okay. that's how I came up with that. So it's just like like one thing sparked it, and I just took the whole thing and ran with it. Mm. So September. September is it, when it's coming out. Is that when you say it's coming out? No, it's coming out this summer. Oh, this summer. Yeah, this, this summer. summer. This summer. Not September, but this summer. Yeah, so you make sorry. sure you go when it comes out. You go and cop it from Hendrix. Yeah. All digital platforms. Yes. All digital platforms. You make sure you pick that up. I'm sure yeah. it's going to be 90s popping because 90 had to be one of the best eras yeah. for R&B music. Yes. Hands yes. down, period. Yes, period. So many hits came out of that and so many R&B artists were very successful because of that, yeah. that music. And they're still living off of it right now. <laughs> like. still, still today living off of the music that they kind of put out. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that goes to, so in my research, that goes to back to... Uh, a statement that you said, and I may not get the statement correct, but it was something to the effect of you want to take music back to where it used to be. Yeah. 
right? So, yeah. so talk a little bit about that. So when you say take it back to where it used to be, it's, it's that 90s feel, I'm, I'm assuming, or? It's a 90s feel, but um, it's more about feeling. Mm. So like, you remember, I, I remember how I felt when I first heard, you know, um, a Michael Jackson song, or how, how I felt when I heard the Shaka Khan song, mm -hmm. Our Prince, you know, so it's not necessarily 90s. It's okay. just that good, that feel good music, like those songs that like I remember where I was. And even if I'm like fast forwarding to, you know, something that's not 90s, I remember where I was and how I felt when I first heard Usher Confessions. Mm hmm. Like, you know, that, that's a classic record, mm -hmm. you know, that's a classic album. So, like, like when music made you feel a way, like, when you hear and you're like, dang, you know, that took you back or, dang, you know, now I'm mad again. However right. it made <laughs> you feel, you know, like, it made you feel something. And mm -hmm. I just think, I don't think a lot of music does that anymore mm. now, currently. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think so. it's it's more focused on just putting something out so that money can be generated versus and trending and, and make, you know, and trending yeah. and not really about the feeling yeah. of, and I have this little thing down here that uh, it talks about music is what feelings sound like. Yes. And it's just making sure that it gets back to that, yeah. that feeling of, of music because I can absolutely remember when I would hear like a boys and men song. Yes. Oh, I love that. Right? Yes. Yeah. You know, they're going to be here is. on the fifth. You know what? I need to go see him. Yes. But, I need to go. I do. I need to yeah. go. Yeah. But I do remember hearing like a Boys to Men song or hearing a Tony Braxton song yeah. or hearing just an Usher or a Tyrese or whoever it may be. Yeah. And it, it, it invokes emotion and feeling. Yes. I'll and I don't know if I can really say that about some songs today because... I think they're trying. Some... I hear certain, certain artists are trying to bring that back, but it's... It's so much other noise like mm. dominating mm -hmm. you know so so do you feel that. that's that is the element that's currently missing in r&b today is, is the feeling yes because the reason why i ask is because people think r&b is dead yeah they're like you know r&b is dead we now have rap and we now have the sing song rap yeah and so r&b is kind of who listens to r&b anymore it's i don't dead. even Honestly, I don't think people know what R&B is mm. because like I had a um, conversation with someone the other day and he was like, um, he said someone, it was like somebody crazy. I think he said, um, the weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think he said the weekend. No shade on the weekend though. Weekend no, still yeah, dope, but I think he but... said he was R&B. I wasn't R&B. I can't remember. He said mm. so. It might not have been the week. It was somebody random. I was like, what? That's not R&B. Like, do you know what it is? Like, I think, like, it's, it's getting real blurred Because right it's now. so blurred today that... Yeah, I don't think anyone knows the difference. Oh, I think he was saying that he thinks that R&B is like... He, he put it with Neo Soul. Or he uh, was okay. saying... Yeah, so... Or he was saying... So he was saying people like... Um, I really can't remember who he was saying, but it was somebody really like off the wall. It's like, what? That's not R&B. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it was, but yeah, but that's to my mm -hmm. point. Like, I don't think they know anymore. I don't think that it, because it, it is so blurred, you know, back in the day, you, you knew when 
rap was rap. Right. You knew when R&B was R&B. Right. You knew when neo-soul was neo-soul. And so right. today there's such a blending of genres together that yeah. it's hard to kind of separate or you have rappers who always have singers on their albums. Or you have singers who always... But now the rappers think they sing. Now the rappers think they sing. Yeah, and now so they don't like, need us. Because they're singing on their own records. That's right. They're like, man, why do I, I got to pay you how much? And right. give you what type of credit? I to slap some auto-tune on my voice. That's right. And I'm good. And it's an easy way for them to kind of still maintain their audience. Kind of stretch themselves as an artist. And kind of not have to pay people. Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm not mad at that. Mm. What I guess no. the, what I'm a little irritated with is the fact that we're accepting it mm. and we're calling this singing. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're calling Future a singer. Like we're calling Nicki Minaj a singer. Like mm -hmm. people will call these people singers. I'm like, they're not singers. So it's kind of insulting. They're not singers. They're it's rappers. insulting to singers, right. you know? So it's like... Ugh. But back in the day, rappers weren't trying to be singers. Right. Rappers like, I'm a rapper. Yeah. And trust me, I'm gonna rap some stuff. Yeah. Singers were like, I'm a singer. I don't rap. And I'm about to sing. I'm about to sing. 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 So, so let's talk about sing. that. Right. So that was one of the things I'm gonna get to. And yeah. so part of your 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 theme is that you want people to know that you sang. Yeah, with an A. With an A. Mm -hmm. That's right. So talk about that. Well, um, just piggybacking off what we were just speaking about, like, because there's so many people that are like, Oh, I sing, you know, and I wanna do this and do that. But and then I'll say, like, oh, yeah, I sing, too. And then I'll sing. And they'll be like, oh, you sing, sing. Oh, you sing, sing. Yeah, yeah, I sing. Oh, you don't, you don't play. Yeah. Like, but to me, like, that should have been a given anyway. Mm. But because we have so many people playing around with this craft, mm -hmm. it's like, if you sing, oh, okay, yeah, so do, you know, boo-boo mm -hmm. and them. Yeah, my, my homie, he sings, too. The homie sings, too, but. Yeah. You know, like, so it's kind of like, oh, okay. Mm. So that's why I say I sang, so you mm -hmm. can know, like, this is not for play play. Right. This is real. Right. I see, I miss <laughs> real singers. Yeah. Like, when you think about real singers back in the day, I mean, you're thinking about Whitney Houston, Luther Vandross, Anita Baker. Anita Baker. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're thinking about people who can really. Tamia. Sing, sing. Like, and so, Shanice. And so, and so, like, Tamia and Shanice. And I even go as far as Jennifer Hudson today, because that girl can sing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, but they're not, like, popping, though. They're not, like, in the forefront of R&B music Fantasia. today. Right? And so then these people, can they can blow and they can yeah. really do their thing. But they're not getting the, the attention that needs, to be, that needs to be given today as far as um, propelling mm -hmm. R&B music today. And I just kind of always sit back and wonder why, because I grew up on R&B. I was more R&B than I was hip-hop right and so when you saw the emergence of hip-hop dominating it's like yeah where are all r&b people at they not and so they'll come up with albums like joe came up with an album mm -hmm. tane came out with an album um jagged edge came out with an album jodeci came out with an album uh, avant came out with one um a lot of but 112 came out with one i love them but there hasn't been that push yeah. To be in the forefront like how hip hop is at the moment. Yeah. And I think that's a I think that's sad. I agree. I don't I don't really know why that is. I don't know if it's because they don't the records, you know, maybe they don't have the good records or if it's because of 
don't. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Or is it? Or is it because of the people? Mm. You mean the people behind the scenes? No. no. Or the actual artists themselves? No. I mean the audience, mm. the fans. All oh, the fans. In essence, well, I don't know. Fans are loyal. They are loyal, but they also keep you current. They keep you alive. So it's like, are we not trying to listen for these people anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, as fans, are mm-hmm. we? Have we? Are we okay with what we have right now? Mm-hmm. Because these people that are flourishing are flourishing because of fans. Because of the fans. Yeah. Right. So like, oh, we... I think there's I think there's two sides. I think it's the fans, of course, because yeah. the fans are demanding. But I do think it's the record labels because the record labels are saying, "Oh, this can make us a lot of money because these people kind of want this, so let's just feed it to them." Constantly. Yeah, and and you're right. It is both. I'm not like putting it all. No, in no, the I fans, know what you mean. But I'm saying like, okay, so a lot of people are saying R&B is it? R&B is it? But if your favorite R&B person put out an R&B album, are you gonna buy it? I'm, yeah, me. yeah, you would, I would, but, but I'm saying like just like speaking to like, the nah, masses, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, so it's like, are you supporting R and B? Let's let's push that question out there. Right. So not is it dead? Are you supporting it? Are you supporting it? Because mm. that's another thing, and Tank touched on that a lot. Mm-hmm. He went on that a lot. He talked about that a lot. That's good. that's what made him retire. Yeah. Oh, did you Tank? Did you retire? I think he retired. Or he would say, I quit. And then he yeah. quit. And then he came back again. Yeah. And now he's doing really well. Mm-hmm. But, but he was saying the same thing that I'm saying now. Like, we're not. Y'all not trying to check for this. Like, right. he been had stuff out. But but I love Tank. Tank is probably one of my favorite R&B artists. But you got a butt coming. But. But. but if you go back and listen to. not So Savage is the, late, is the latest album. But if you go back and listen to. Sex, Love, and Pain. Okay. Completely different. He was singing on them albums. Like, and Tank can still sing. Yeah. But uh, songs like um, Can I? Mm. Or Heartbreaker? Or Better Than Me? Or um, I Can't Make You Love You? Of course, which is a Bonnie Raitt um, yeah. remix. I loved it. He version. was singing. He was singing. But now, now, if you listen to Savage, it sounds like what today's R&B because he figured out the form he figured out the form he was like okay in order for me to survive in this genre this is what they're looking for so I'm gonna put out music that but you know the sad part about all of this is that even though he's essentially watered down a little bit he's still killing he's still killing it he's still saying it you know what I'm saying so that's that's my point so it's like that's how bad it is right now. Mm. The fact that he's watered down himself a little bit and it still look like he out here blowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's sad. Yeah. But I think it's going to come back. I do right? too. Yeah, yeah, there's always that cycle. Back. There's always that yeah. cycle with music. Yeah. Uh, like right now, most music is going back to that 90s feel. Yeah. Not like Bruno Mars. He kind of He's kind of bringing that back. Yeah. There are other artists who are kind of bring it back, such as yourself, yeah. that feel of real good music so that when you're driving down the street, you can, oh, I like that. that and yeah, it, and it that's, honestly, you. it's the formula because it's like, you're going to hear it and you're like, oh, I heard this before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So. That's right. So what advice would you give somebody coming into this industry today in the R&B world? My advice, and I say this all the time, but it's so true. 
remember why you started. Mm. So, um, you know, it's going to get really hard. Um, things are not going to move like you want them to move. But if you stay focused and remember why you started, like, why did you get into this? And I would honestly give this advice to people that are already in it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I would say that is because if you look at people that, you know, uh, for me, it's Trey Songs, um, Miguel. Mm-hmm. Like, when they first, all of their underground stuff is way better than what they have right now. I think that's the real them. That's not the commercial No, but here's, here's what I'm getting with that, though. They were hungry. Mm. They were hungry. You could tell they were hungry. Mm-hmm. So and it's like when you get to a certain spot, you're like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm chilling. So, like, I feel like, you know, after they ride their little wave or whatever, I feel like they should get back to that hungry. Because mm-hmm. if you come, keep staying hungry like you were when you was trying to get on, mm-hmm. I think you're going to be able to give your fans that same feeling, that same music. Mm. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. Remember your first love. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, stay hungry. That's right. Yeah, because I saw that with a lot of them. And I'm like, oh, they were so good at the beginning. <laughs> hmm. Like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find you? Oh, I'm everywhere. I am Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter at Hendrix, no Jimmy. That is H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S-N-O-J-I-M-I. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm Hendrix Now Jimmy everywhere on YouTube. My music is out if you want to go check that out as well. Yes. That's everywhere too. All platforms. Hendrix, H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S. It's a pleasure. Yay. I'm glad to have you on the show. Thank you very much for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll have to do, do this again next time. For sure. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank it's been you. a pleasure. Likewise. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. We're out. <laughs>